Good morning. I'm preaching about vision this morning. We have unpacked our GCC vision over the course of a few weeks throughout March and April this year, where we talked about our vision and each aspect of it. And because we did it so often and so regularly, you are all very familiar with GCC's vision and can, uh, can recite it by rote and would like to regale me with that right now. Any volunteers who can say the GCC vision is... Come on, leaders team, at least put your hands up. Jules knew I was preaching on this. The GCC vision is to be a healthy, growing church where people can meet Jesus, know him, and make him known. Some people are like, like, like Mr. Bean um, miming along to... Um, what is it? Hallelujah. I love that one. Good. So, to be a healthy, growing church where people can uh, meet Jesus for the first time or on a regular basis, can know him and increasingly get to know him more, and can make him known to others. So, to be a healthy, growing church where people can meet Jesus, know him, and make him known. Now, are you sitting comfortably? Because this is story time with Pete. In late 2008, Jules and I were happily living out our lives in Winchester. Um, I was head of ICT at the Mountbatten School in nearby Romsey. We were living in Winchester. We were enjoying life down there. We are doing well. Mikey was uh, growing well. And Sophie still had that new car smell about her. She was so small. And we were part of the core leaders team in Winchester. And we were growing and we were... Um, enjoying time working under the wonderful Hugh and Ginny Cryer at the Winchester Vineyard Church. Life was good. Uh, Jules had been Stephen Hannah's daughter for quite some time at this point, and we were well aware of what the church was up to here, the sort of the, the changes that had gone on, and we had talked to them about it, and we had caught something of the enthusiasm with which things were moving here and with which they talked about it. So Stephen Han were just enthusiastic about the direction that the church was moving in. Because we'd seen Stephen Han, if I hope you don't mind me saying, I didn't run it past you, uh, we'd seen them move around a few churches um, and be part of churches and be you know, fully embedded into churches. But what was going on here, there was something different about it. Something that really fulfilled their purpose, it seemed like. It clicked. And that kind of enthusiasm is contagious, and we, we want it in. We want to, to buy into that. And so we'd heard the stories of the church struggling in different situations, in a difficult situation as well. But GCC had a commitment to becoming a relevant and meaning, meaningful congregation in the town positively impacting the community. And that was foundational at the church's uh, rebirth, you might say. And so, in early 2009, uh, it was about February 2009, I went for the job up at Shaftesbury School that I got, and that kind of sealed the deal with let's move. We're, we're moving here. Um, that we, were, we were opening doors, or we were pushing doors. This one flung open at the first attempt, and we, we decided, right, we're moving. Let's look for a house. Let's sell what we've got. 
and look for a house down here. Uh, we bought Tredegar, which most of you know, and uh, we love it. And uh, yeah, so we moved. We left Winchester Vineyard at Easter 2009, and we were traveling here on Sunday mornings um, to become part of the church before we could move down in July. And so we, we left in the right way. We, you know, we were prayed out and things and, you know, go with God's blessing. And that was all good. Um, tried not to offend people on the way out. And GCC became our home, our church home. Can you show your hands if you've arrived since then? I.e. Jules and I have always been here since you've come here. Okay. Have a look around. These are lots of hands of people who have been here a shorter time than us. Okay. Can we go the other way around? Those people who remember our arrival. That's pretty much half and half. Interesting, interesting times. We've had the honour and privilege of being part of GCC and being part of the team that gets to, that gets to work on and decide on the, the, the vision. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been very interesting. Now, a vision is, uh, according to one definition, the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And everyone's got a vision. We've unpacked it quite, quite a lot, but everyone's got a vision, whether you, whether you believe you have or not. Let's, let's go for the kids. Hi, kids. It's so good to have um, the youth in with us once every six weeks, and it's, you know, it's a privilege to have you here. Does, do any of you have a in-the-future-I-want-to-be type um, vision? Yeah, yeah. I've got a when I grow up, I want to be. I'm nowhere near it, but um, but um, I'm thinking of under 18s. One of the four of you, Sophie. Sophie wants to be a doctor. Part of her future vision is to be a doctor. Okay, thank you very much. Any of the others of you? Gone, Mikey. Mikey wants to be an aeronautical engineer. Um, it's just a grown-up you know, paper plane maker, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. And so that's fantastic. You've got a, an idea of something in the future that you want to work towards. Now, our church is doing okay. We're, we're all right. We've got some people. Welcome. Hi. And uh, we've got some people who do things and, you know, are busy working on behalf of the church and in other situations. And we make a positive impact on the community. That's really good. And we've got people who look after other people. And you might know that. You might, you might have been touched by that. We've got some people who play instruments and sing songs and things. That's, you know, we've got lots of people. We've got some people who aren't too afraid to stand up and talk. And, you know, God bless them. Um, we've got a heart for Jesus, and this is all good. But my message this morning is that if we are who we currently are forever, then we will stagnate and die, which seems a bit harsh. But if we carry on being happy with the status quo and being okay with who we are as a group at the, at the moment, then that's okay, it's all right. But in Matthew, Jesus said to Peter that he was going to build his church. And I believe that we are in a time of building. And building is an activity. It's not a, a building. And you can go, look, that's a building. 
I believe that we're talking about the verb that the church is being built. Okay, and I think excitement is building, and I think on some occasions pressure will be building. But this verb is an active verb. It's it's something that says that something is going to change. Our vision then is to be a healthy, growing church where people can meet Jesus, know Him, and make Him known. Healthy, growing church. We're moving towards being a healthy and growing church. Now, earlier on, I I asked you to put your hands up if you've arrived since Jules and I came here, and there were plenty of hands um, that went up. Who's been here? Who's joined us in the last two years? Whose first encounter with GCC was less than two years ago? Okay. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Okay. That shows that there is an element of movement of people. But have a think, those people who have been here longer than that, about people who were with us fairly recently and are no longer with us. So, you know, the number of people here, I reckon 52 adults amongst us this morning, the number of people here has been fairly similar over the past few years. But I say that we are a growing church. Hmm, interesting. So we got here through this journey, as I said, that, that Jules and my um, arrival here. But here's someone who has or who had an unshakable vision of his future. Absolutely unshakable, no questions. Who is that? Lewis Hamilton soon to be the reigning world champion um, for Formula One. Not, not currently. Um, but when he was eight years old, he did a, little, um, did a little segment on Blue Peter where he was racing his remote-controlled car and he was asked by the presenter, um, is this, uh, is, is this quite, quite easy? And he went, no, it's really difficult. And just carried on beating everyone on, on his um, remote-controlled car. Uh, he was racing against four or five others, including the presenter. And yeah, he won. And you could see the competitive edge. Everyone else was, you know, quite cheery. He was dead focused, just just his thumbs going on the remote-controlled car. Another interview that I've seen with him when he was 13. He was karting, you know, petrol-powered go-karting, racing around the track. He's part of the karting World Series. And um, someone said to him, obviously there's karting, there's rallying, there's Formula One. You know, what do you want to do? He said, I'm going to be a Formula One driver. Not I want to be or I hope to be. I'm going to be a Formula One driver. Oh, okay. Um, is, you know, is that something you've always wanted? Yes, that's something I've always wanted to do. I will be a Formula One driver. He's incredible. There's an unshakable certainty in his voice. And there was, there was lots of sacrifice that his family had to, uh, to give to, to be able to get him to races, to buy the equipment. They weren't a well-off family. Formula One was traditionally sort of the jet set, really wealthy uh, background for the drivers. But, um, but no, they, they came up through every single rank that they could come up through to be able to put him into that. And yeah, he's three times world champion working on a fourth. Now, that's awesome. But what I'd like to do today is to focus on our vision and talk about what happens if we don't, how we do, and what this might look like. Okay? If we aren't healthy, 
Because we want to be a healthy, growing church. If we aren't healthy, then we ignore the people that we have at the moment. And that is a travesty. That happens so often. If we ignore the people that we have, then we will lose many people and we won't be growing. Okay? So we'll have lots of people coming in, lots of people going out. So an unhealthy church doesn't grow. It might see a lot of people come in, but it will lose a lot of people and it doesn't grow. So an unhealthy church. A growing church can only grow if it is healthy. Because that's the only way it can sustain its people, sustain its family. And so the two are intrinsically linked. So we need to be healthy and growing for this to work at all. And so a healthy, growing church doesn't lose as many people as we have lost over the past few years. I'm going to say it. And our vision is to become a healthy, growing church. What about meeting Jesus, knowing him and making him known? We'll never grow if people can't meet Jesus. This is something that there have been pockets of excellence in the church. You know, there are some people who are just evangelists. There are some people amongst us who, um, who when they encounter new people, will you know, get the conversation onto Jesus without it feeling forced so readily. And that's fantastic. Um, I know that Han is with the kids at the moment, but Claire is a debt coach. Han has worked for CAP for, for a number of years now. I had the honour and privilege of being a CAP debt coach for, for a year or so. And part of the training for that is, look, in your first meeting with someone, you are going to say why we do this service, why we provide the, the debt coaching service that will help to get them out of debt. And for you to say why we do this, you are going to say, I'm part of a church and we believe that it's, um, that it's great to bless people. And then to ask, do you have any experience with the church? Do you, have you had any church experience at all? Um, positive, negative? You, know, you get that discussion going. And you talk about, I believe that Jesus blesses me, has blessed me. And I want to bless you with my time to be able to help you in this process. And it's, it's nerve-wracking the first couple of times. But it's in the script and you, you, know, you do it. And the response is great. And that really gives you encouragement that you can do this again. Who's been on a visit, who's been a befriend, befriender, sorry, um, and been on a, a, a cap visit? I'm not going to ask you details about it. Okay, more than a dozen hands go up. It is interesting, that conversation, isn't it? And I think it's encouraging when you see that response and go, oh, people, normal people, don't think I'm a nut job for being a Christian. That's quite encouraging. That might be the reaction I get when I talk to other normal people I know, that I'm a Christian, and I might get a normal reaction. That's good. We believe that as a healthy, growing church, we need to provide an opportunity for people to meet Jesus. And that's not just a Sunday morning, that's also outside. And don't get me wrong, it's great when people join us who are mature Christians that's a real blessing when people who know Jesus come to the church and say, you know what, I'm going to make this my, my home. But in as much as Jesus said, you know, you'd go 
looking for the one sheep and leave the 99 in the field. Also, what rejoicing there is when people come to know Jesus for the first time, when people meet Jesus for the first time as part of, uh, as part of this body. Yeah? It's something that we all want to see. Okay. So real growth requires all these opportunities. Here on a Sunday morning for people to meet Jesus in a real way, and for also for these, the church activities that we do, for, for us to outreach in a way that is practical. Now, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. And the more I look at this, the more I believe it is a prophetic vision that predates some things that are now coming to pass that will see this come to fruition. Okay, so what I mean by that is we wrote this before we thought that it might, uh, might take shape and it is beginning to do so. So a healthy, growing church. So you see the intention, you see the necessity. Without this vision, without us making strides towards it, then we are an unhealthy bunch and we lose a lot of people. We continue to lose people as, as, fast, as, as fast as they want to join us. And that's not right. That's not okay. We continue to provide some opportunity for people to meet Jesus, but it's not intrinsic in our activities. We provide some opportunity for people to know him, but we haven't really done a lot of making him known as a body. You know, these things must change. But thankfully, it's not all doom and gloom. Let's have a look <laughs> at what happens, or what we are doing, which might might encourage you that we're moving in, in the right direction here. So part of what we're doing in small groups with the, with the questions, okay, so this is what the small group's questions for this week looks like. There's a few copies on the table at the back. It's up on the website. If you go to resources and small groups, then there's a link to this, okay? It's about vision. It states the vision on the top, so you don't need to have remembered that. Because, you know, there's not, you don't want those awkward silences of, you know, what do you think about the church's vision? You know, what was that again? It's that one. Number one, describe how your small group is working towards the church's vision. Number two, describe your own progress towards the church's vision. Number three, explain two things that GCC does collectively that show movement towards the vision. And then four, discuss what extent the, to what extent the fulfillment of the vision is the responsibility of yourself, those around you, your small group, small group leaders, the worship team, etc. And it says the beginning of this answer is it's the responsibility of us all. But, you know, more discussion on that. So those questions are available to you. But we are doing some things as a church which move us towards this towards fostering an environment where people are challenged to develop healthy relationships. And as I said, the small group questions is a very small part of that, but it, it has this, this unifying thing where we all know that we are all involved in this and that we have this discussion that we know is going on elsewhere and that you, you never know, you might even like to you know, not limit it just to small groups and, uh, and might open up that conversation. You know, the, the, you talk to someone else in another small group. The questions that you did this week, what, 
what did you think about your own contribution towards the vision? Did, how did that discussion go? You know, you, there's something quite powerful in everyone being involved in that. That's part of part of being healthy, but there are other things as well. We've in the past we've run something called Freedom in Christ, a discipleship course, where it is great to re-examine yourself and your relationship with Jesus and and put some things right that are so easy to allow to creep out of line. Who's done Freedom in Christ in the past? Yeah, and it's it's who's had a positive experience on that? Yeah, in same hands. It's it's a really good thing to do, and they've. Am I right in saying they've just updated the videos? Praise the Lord. Maybe that will be coming back again soon. But these type of things help us to create a, an environment where people can be healthy and uh, grow in their own relationship with Jesus. Also, that whole meeting Jesus thing. On a Sunday morning, we pray every single Sunday that the Holy Spirit would come, that the Father God, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit would be present in this room, empowering our worship, empowering us as people to be prophetic, to pray for healing, because without the presence of God, then it's just, it's, it's worship okey, isn't it? It's, you know, it's just singing some songs and, uh, and then listening to a talk. And no one wants to do that without the presence of God making it meaningful. And so we, we want this environment to be um, one where we can meet Jesus either for the first time or on an ongoing basis. But more than that, there's the outreach work that we do with CAP, Compassion, Open Door, and personal connections that allow us to meet Jesus or to allow others to meet Jesus. Can I just say that... You are the best person to encourage the people you know. You're the best person, the most equipped person to meet your colleagues in their situation, to meet your friends in their situation. You're the best person to be your neighbor's neighbor. You are that person. And God sent us. Jesus said in the Great Commission that, you know, go into all the world... And as a collective body of Christians, we're in all the world. You don't need to go to somewhere else because you are in the world and make disciples, telling people about Jesus. And you are the best person to do that. Kids, you're the best person to be a Christian in your class. You're the best person to be the one of your mates who says, you know what, Jesus has made a real difference in my life. And that's a real challenge, because if you don't, someone else has to. Now, you are not responsible for the salvation of your friends. Okay, If some of your friends don't become Christians, that's not your fault. You're not responsible for it. But you are responsible for your actions and your contribution. Their salvation is between them and Jesus. Meeting Jesus isn't, as I've said, only Sunday mornings. None of what the church does, in fact, is only about Sunday mornings. Worship isn't only Sunday mornings. Hey, you can even sing songs outside of a Sunday morning. Um, you, can, you can open the Bible outside of Sunday mornings. You can meet together. Okay, None of what we do is limited to a Sunday. But we can do this. We really can do this.
We've got this vision. And I love the encouragement of this verse. So this is Habakkuk 2 verse 3. And I'm not sure that I've ever used a Habakkuk verse in a preach. So I'm quite pleased with this this morning. Somewhat out of context. But it's talking about a vision that people are saying, you know, when is this going to happen? For still the vision awaits its appointed time. A vision has come, but still it awaits its appointed time. It's, it's there, but it's not happening yet because it's, it's not ready. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. But if it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So I believe that GCC is or is going to be, or is soon to be, or will eventually become a healthy, growing church where people can meet Jesus, know him, and make him known. And we, we see that in part, but not yet in its totality. We're working towards that, but it's not yet complete. Because if it is complete, if we can say, you know what, I really belong to a healthy, growing church where people can meet Jesus, know him, and make him known, we need a new vision because we've gone and ticked that one. And so this vision is meant to be a, we're not quite there yet, but we're working towards this and going in this direction. And I've told you what happens if, uh, if we don't get it right, that we hemorrhage people, you know, we continue to lose people and, and people don't encounter Jesus. And to be honest, we just become a social club. But we are working towards getting this right. Okay, I know that people in the church here are involved in different aspects and to different degrees and different activities that the church is involved in um, and have been so over the years. And I'm looking forward to everyone knowing that they are fulfilling their God-given purpose with the church, not just doing the stuff that needs doing, but doing the stuff that you know God has called you to. Because um, there's a a certain critical mass needed, isn't there, for everyone to be doing the stuff that that God's really called them to, rather than just doing the stuff that needs doing. And at the moment, I believe we're we're at a size where there's plenty of stuff that needs doing that you just say, look, I will do that because I know there's no one else. I don't think it's where I'm called to be long term, but I know that this needs doing and I want to serve. And that's, that's absolutely fine. Jules is sighing with relief that I've not just said, everyone drop the stuff that you don't feel cool to. No, we, we do stuff that is not out of obligation or duty, but because you want to serve, even though you know that's not your comfort zone. And that's, you know, I, I love, honour and respect those people who say, um, I will do that because I know it needs doing rather than, you know, I'd rather not. Okay. So that is part of your personal contribution towards this. Not that everyone needs to be on every rotor, but to personally embrace the vision, to personally take this on board and um, and say this is not just for GCC to do, but for me to be a part of, is actually quite a powerful thing. You are responsible for your spiritual health. We want to be a healthy church, but you are responsible for your health. Okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a clear distinction that needs making. We want to be a growing church, 
I don't know how you can grow as individuals, but you can contribute towards the church growth. And I'm not talking about just having more babies. You know, that's a great church growth strategy. Thank you for those who are engaged in that. But it's not for everyone, is it? It's not. And so personally embracing the vision, I think, is, is key. And vision creates direction, leadership, and motivation. Because everyone ends up somewhere in life, don't they? It's great having my kids saying, I want to be a doctor and I want to be basically an aerospace engineer because I wanted to be a doctor um, as, late as, wanting to, uh, as late as choosing my A-levels. And so I chose biology, chemistry, maths and physics because medicine was what I wanted to do. Um, then I discovered that actually chemistry is really hard. And I was 16 and having fun in extracurricular activities. And <laughs> the mind boggles. But then it was difficult to do those four A-levels and be a lab. And so I dropped the chemistry. And my chemistry teacher said to me, of the four things that you are doing, chemistry is the one you should continue to do if you want to go down the medicine route. You can do medicine without biology. That's fine. You can't do it without chemistry. Honestly. And I said, no, that's fine. It's too hard. I don't, want, I don't want to do it. And so I dropped it. And so I had biology, maths, and physics. And so maths and physics were my thing. And I said, you know what's cool? Rocket science. You know, if I can't do brain surgery, let's go for rocket science. So I applied to Southampton University for aerospace systems engineering. And they said, yeah, you need two A's and a B. And um, I got two A's and a B, predicted and then actually achieved a B and two C's. So that's not enough. And they said, well, you should come to Southampton Uni anyway. You should do mechanical engineering. And as we all know, I didn't do mechanical engineering. Um, I started it, uh, did a semester, and, uh, and thought, now this is quite hard as well. So I, I sound like an absolute dosser. My life mantra now is difficult is worth doing. I think you know, there's a certain regret to you know, not putting the effort in earlier. Anyway, so I changed over to, to the social sciences. <laughs> I was a dos. Hands up if you're offended by that. Got myself a BSc in management science, to which the usual question is, what's that? <laughs> what is management science? Is it like where you manage a lab? No, it's not the management of science. It's the science of management. I've never used the degree, but you know, there we go. I, I got a degree, that means I can teach. Everyone ends up somewhere in life. I did not have a vision that became Lewis Hamilton-esque in myself that said, I will become a doctor. It was, I think that's quite a nice option for me at this time. And then it became, actually, that hasn't worked out, so how about this? And we all do those things, but as a church... We cannot survive if we continue to say our vision is to see where it takes us. Oh, we'll just, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Who's with me? Yeah. No, healthy, growing church. And so you will see over the course of time, over the, the, the weeks and months and years that this, that this, become, that this stays as our vision, sorry, um, that we are increasing our activities that help facilitate these things. And it's going to be difficult, especially with that whole building thing that's a massive distraction, but also an awesome resource and a wonderful facilitator to see some of this stuff happen in the community. 
a central large focus point where we can see hundreds of people meet Jesus, that's awesome. Preparing that place with paintbrushes is working towards seeing that take place. But it's difficult because whilst we're painting it, we're not getting out and meeting people and we don't want to be distracted from meeting people by making the building all shiny and missing out on meeting people. And so, you know, we've got to balance these things. We cannot make our vision be put on hold for a year whilst we talk bricks and mortar. But we can make sure that the bricks and mortar facilitate the vision in a new and interesting and big way. Do you understand the balance, the di- dichotomy? Is that the, is that the right word? Goodness me, swallowed a thesaurus this morning. The dichotomy of, those, of balancing those two. Okay, I'm excited for the challenge. I'm excited for the challenge. And I'd love to get you all standing up and don't do it right now. But, you, you know, go, who's with me? And you go, yeah, yeah. And we run out of here and then go, why are we in the car park? <laughs> I want a cup of tea. Um, but, you know, that's not what I'm going to hype you up to do. I'm just going to say that you know, vision is, is spelt with two eyes and we need, to be, we need to be eyes open about what we are doing here. We need to be aware of our activities and say, this is contributing towards our vision. I want small groups to be part of promoting our own health. We've said that small groups, we're not a cell church where we believe that church growth is, is done in small groups, but that's not our emphasis. Meeting Jesus for the first time isn't a small group activity necessarily. But in small groups, you can encourage each other to meet Jesus in our, in our own individual context and you know, bring them along or, or just, you know, what are your discussions, how are your discussions going with your friends? We can pray for each other. We can challenge each other. And I want to challenge you to just look at the, the first, verb, uh, first adjective on here. GCC is to be a healthy church made of healthy people how can you work on your health how can you work on your relationship with Jesus that promotes your you know your your closeness to him and I know for me that it is a a case of having a look at some of the well looking at the bible more basically a few of my friends have, have um, gone through Bible plans, and there's the, the Bible app that I use um, gives me notifications of when people are doing Bible plans. It's some, it seems like some people read the Bible every other week, you know, but there's sometimes these notifications come up and it says 21 days of leadership. Brenda's just completed this plan. I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. You know, for me, it is deciding to be focused on, on God's word and hearing from Him. Not just for when I'm preaching, but for, you know, for life in general. But how could you be more healthy? Is it that you don't compartmentalize your, your life and you don't say Sunday mornings is when I'm a Christian and the rest of the time I'm not? You're honest about that. Is it that you know that there are habits that you need to open up to someone about and say, look, help me with this. I'm really struggling, you know, I've got potty mouth or I'm struggling with something that is is reducing my health and it is it's making me feel guilty and that's withdrawing me from God because it's amazing how those things are linked very often what is it so we're going to have a moment of silence where 
I would really encourage you to think about becoming a healthy church where all of the rest of that can happen. Because a healthy church is a collection of healthy individuals. Just spend a moment. Father God, I thank you for the work of Jesus on the cross that we celebrated earlier in communion that put an end to our sin and made it possible for us to have a close relationship with you. I thank you, Lord, that through the indwelling of your Holy Spirit we can live out lives that show real signs of health, that we can be fruitful and that Jesus uh, can... Uh, there's the, the verses of Jesus saying that look, if the vine branch doesn't bear fruit, then it'll be, it'll be no good but for the fire. And so we, we want to bear fruit. We don't want to... We don't want to be nothing but dead wood. We want to bear fruit because we are healthy. We want to bear fruit because we are connected to you, that we are receiving from you by the power of your Holy Spirit and that overflows in us and becomes apparent to those around us. And give us that bravery, that courage to talk about you and the positive things that are going on in our lives, uh, the blessing from you or the struggles that are going on in our lives and the Um, the encouragement that we get from you. Give us the courage to be able to real and honest and open with our friends um, about you. Father, we want to be healthy. We want to be examples of people who have right relationship with you. And as we've got our eyes closed and we're thinking this morning, I just want to invite anyone who does not know Jesus but you want to get to know him better. You want that healthy relationship that we've been talking about. If you don't know him, you've never met him, um, but you know that what we're talking about is for you, then I want to be able to pray with you and I want to be able to answer your questions and stuff. So as we've got our eyes closed, if you want to raise your hand, then then do so. And uh, you know, I'll make sure that we get to get to pray together. Father, I thank you for, for Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings. You are there in creation, part of the Trinity. We just, we just love you. We thank you for what you've done for us. So as Andy prayed earlier, that you know, he prayed for us to be the agents of change in our community. As we leave here, let's, let's do our best not to just have our Sunday best on and leave and go back to reality because it's reality here that we want to take with us you know as we leave and so if something really relevant comes up in your discussions and you want to feed that back um can you from small groups then can you do so via andy um and he will take those on board bring those to the team um i'm really excited i I keep 
swaying between, oh, if we don't do this, it's all terrible. And if we do, it's wonderful. I'm actually really excited about the future of GCC and fulfilling this vision. And I hope that you're with me on it.